Do you think the, the goal is ever to not have a job? No, I think I need a lot of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Not a Hobby, a glass tire podcast where we interview artists that balance a full-time job and an art career. A special thank you goes out to our sponsor, Eric Jarvis and Crushpad Productions right here in Houston for making this whole thing possible. Today's episode will be a little bit different. Shannon Duncan is an artist in Houston but does not have a full-time job. She has about four part-time jobs that make up her approximately 50-hour work week. She certainly isn't alone in cobbling together various jobs to make ends meet, but through it all, she has had a decade-long commitment to working at Starbucks. And apparently, after working at Starbucks for 10 years, you get what's called a coffee break. A year-long sabbatical for you to do with whatever you want, while keeping healthcare benefits and other company perks. You can then return to Starbucks at the same hourly wage as when you left. So here is Shannon on her work, her multiple jobs, the fun of adjunct teaching, and hopes for what will come next after she returns from her coffee break. So where are you from? I am from a small town in Georgia, and moved here in 2004 for grad school, and haven't left since. What made you stay in Houston? I don't know, I really like Houston. Um, Humidity or not, the, the art scene is definitely something that I haven't seen in other cities. I feel like I kind of developed as an artist in being in Houston. Um, And also, uh, as an educator, the employment opportunities here are pretty good, um, or they have been, um, as far as being an adjunct is concerned, or working like at Houston Center for Photography and places like that. Right. So there's a lot of employment opportunity that's related to the arts. I'm kind of one of those people that just wanted to get everything done, like, When I first started school, I basically knew that I wasn't ever going to leave school. And then it, you know, continued that way as far as like then becoming a teacher, but uh, which I never thought I would actually do or was capable of because I was very quiet growing up Mm -hmm. and uh, nervous in front of people. What kind of work do you do? I do um, photography and installation. More recently, video work. I'm interested in ephemera, I'm interested in, I guess, directly or indirectly, waste, things that are discarded, and it's kind of like an unconscious theme in the work, whether it's personal work or work related to other people. Um, There's a series that I'm kind of working on, ongoing, that is portraits of people wearing their ephemera, so... Basically, if you were to come over for a portrait, you would bring mm-hmm. things that are important to you or that you like have sentimental attachment to, and we would basically dress you up in it and hide your face. And so um, objects are also things that I'm kind of interested in. 
So you teach, but you also have other jobs. Yes, so my <clears throat> primary job is that I'm the photography coordinator at Rice University in the uh, media center. So that basically means that I run the labs and order equipment, construct things for the department, um, work there as kind of someone who aids in the gallery mm -hmm. um, and also with the student body. So just helping them being available for checkout, checking out equipment or helping them in the dark room, things like that. Um, and that's 25 hours a week. So it is unfortunately not full time. Um, but in addition, I also work at Houston Center for Photography, teaching, you know, Photoshop, Lightroom, cam like cameras and photography in general. Um, been there since I graduated, so 2007. I've been teaching oh, wow. there since then. Um, cool. I've taught at Lone Star Montgomery. I've taught at um, HCC and U of H. Uh, summers I usually teach at U of H, a um, couple classes, and then I just had my 10-year anniversary for Starbucks, so I've been doing that 10 years. <laughs> I've worked at Starbucks since grad school. Basically, I just I kept, I've kept the job for insurance because mm -hmm. Rice. I've been this is my second year there, so I haven't had insurance except through Starbucks in the past. I did a little research on the Starbucks site into their partner benefits and found that as a part-time employee, you receive benefits after working 240 hours over a three-month period. That works out to being 20 hours a week for three months. Not only do you get medical, but also a dental and vision plan. And the medical even includes coverage of alternative care treatments such as acupuncture, chiropractic care, and homeopathic care. So. Basically, for working a minimum of 20 hours a week, you receive some amazing benefits, better perhaps than most full-time jobs. I'll let Shannon explain the rest. It's a good company to work for. This year I got a you know, bonus out of nowhere, and um, you automatically get stock options, so I've got like a good little chunk of change over there. So I don't know, there's just like a lot of un like unforeseen things that happen as a result of working through Starbucks, like, you know, my phone bill's cheaper, you get a discount, there's a lot of perks that you get, like 10%, 15% off things, so. Essentially, this was a way to make it possible for you to even be an adjunct teacher, because the whole gripe with adjunct teaching is that you're just, you know, you get paid very little, but yes. you still don't get any benefits or anything, really, right. from right. the school. Nothing. Just the students. <laughs> the adjunct thing's really tough. I mean, I really enjoy teaching, um, preferably semester-long, you know, classes more so than workshops. But the workshops are just different. It's just a different thing. But I like the consistency. I like getting to know individuals, seeing their work develop over time. I would say my goal still is to be a full-time college, and you know, professor. Yeah. Eventually, like I'm very much um, very passionate about that so how many hours a week do you normally work i work 25 hours at rice um, that's monday through thursday fridays i work you know a full day at acre imaging the photo lab there printing uh, black and white images um, 
I work at Houston Center for Photography and have been for a while. And that's usually maybe four to eight hours a week, depending on which class it is and how many um, workshops I'm teaching that week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, up until June or no, July, I was at Starbucks still working probably 15 hours. Um, but what happened is I just, I wasn't getting as much time to make my own work. Um, but I mean, I would say, so you have 25 hours, usually 50 hour weeks are pretty normal for me. Okay. And I'm still looking for stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) So why do you have these multiple jobs? Um, I don't think it's a matter of ADD or anything like that. I think it's more that I kind of like to have my hand in several things at once. And um, I enjoy the relationships that come out of each of these jobs that I have. Um, It's a way to network and get to know more people. Um, So I would say just for sanity, really. Like, what, what is your studio practice? Like, you have Sunday, so you have one day to, to really think about making work and, and see friends and, you know, do grocery shopping or mm-hmm. whatever else, do laundry, whatever needs to kind of happen. Well, thankfully, my friends are artists as well, so we just kind of turned that into studio visits. So I just moved into this new place, and I actually have a studio on site. What's great about being here now is I just take one step from my bedroom to the studio, and I'm, you know, if I even have, like, a thought to print something, I just take, you know, a couple steps, and I can do it. Right. Instead of having to coordinate driving there. So um, recently it's made it a lot easier to work at home. And I feel very comfortable doing that now where um, before it was kind of difficult to get to the studio, one, but also just the discipline of like just being able to work at any, any time is helpful. I mean, how do you keep it going? Because you've been doing this for over 10 years now to kind of keep up the, the, I guess, the stamina to kind of <laughs> keep all of these things kind of in motion. Well, I can't tell you the clinical reason for that but I think it just has to do with I don't like idle time I, I need to be productive I need to be resourceful and helpful and contributing and I, these are just things that are important to me so I guess um, like the more things I can do the better it's just this crazy drive for productivity I definitely think that my art practice is in conjunction with being an, you know being an educator Right. And I don't think that I could do it just as a job. I don't think I could just make artwork as a job. Well, and sadly, you know, photographs just don't sell that much. And that's a really I've heard hard that. thing. Especially when your work is personal, when it's about your experience, that work's not going to sell usually. I don't like the easy way out. I never really have. So if it's not something to work for, I feel like... I'm not very excited about it. So, I don't know. That sounds like tor- like self-torture. <laughs> if it's not hard, I don't want to do it. There's a lot of risk making artwork. Yes. Which is kind of a weird thing to say. I haven't thought, I've never thought of it like that. But to do something that you enjoy doing creates risk, for sure. Right. 
Right. It's, an, it's kind of a weird idea that like you're doing something by choice, but there are still repercussions financially, emotionally, you know. One thing that I would say for sure is for people to pick up a pen and paper and get off their phones <laughs> and actually write things down so right. that you can absorb it a little bit more. But I mean, for me, it's like, it's, it's crucial to the art making process to be able to write things down and reflect on them and see it and return to it. So, I mean, I would say that like, um, you know, keep a journal, keep a planner. Of course, I would say this. Thank you for listening to Glass Tires Not a Hobby podcast with Shannon Duncan. For more information about her work, visit glasstire.com. That's glass tire, like a tire made out of glass.com. Again, a special thank you goes out to our sponsor, Eric Jarvis at Crushpad Productions, for making this new audio platform for us possible. All of us at Glass Tire wish you a very happy new year, and we look forward to seeing you in 2017.